and welcome to today's Advent devotional podcast with Paul and Edry Mallard. Well, hello, it's Paul and Edry Mallard here, and it's our great delight to uh, look at God's word with you this morning. Uh, Maria in The Sound of Music sings, let's start at the very beginning. It's a very good place to start. And we're going to start these Advent podcasts thinking about Christmas in the book of Genesis. It's not the beginning of the plan because that's eternal, but it's the beginning of the revelation of God's plan. And so Edry's going to read to us now from Genesis chapter 3. Genesis chapter 3, verse 14. So the Lord God said to the snake, because you have done this, cursed are you above all livestock and all wild animals. You crawl on your belly and you'll eat dust all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman, between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head and you will strike his heel. This was the darkest moment in the history of the human race. We might describe it as midnight in the Garden of Eden. In the first two chapters of Genesis, Adam and Eve have been placed in paradise. Perfect health, perfect environment, perfect employment, perfect relationships. They walk with God in the cool of the day. God himself assesses it and it says it was very good. And then sin enters into the human framework. Man tries to control Man tries to steal the crown from God's head. He tries to play God. And in the fluttering of an eyelid, in a moment, paradise is lost. The holy God seeks out the renegades and he pronounces judgment on them. And that judgment involves pain, broken relationships, labor and frustration, disappointment and conflict, conflict with their environment conflict with one another, conflict in their hearts, all summarized by that word death. God has said to Adam, you will care for the garden. Now he says to Adam, because of your sin, you will become part of the garden. You came from the dust to the dust, you will return. A summary of it is that they are exiled. They're pushed out of paradise. And there at the door of paradise at the gate are cherubim with swords swords standing for the judgment of God. There's no way in. Later when they build the temple, the the, the uh, curtain between the Holy of Holies and the people has cherubim sewn into it, a reminder that they're exiled from God's presence. We need to remind ourselves that this is a historical event. We today are living east of Eden because we were caught in the crossfire of Adam's sin. But we're guilty ourselves. We shot our own bullets, haven't we? Today, we live in a world which is full of bitterness and pain and conflict, of suffering and disappointment, a world which is full of cancer and COVID and death, a world under the judgment of God. And the first judgment, the first pronunciation of judgment is on the serpent. And of course, it's more than a serpent. It's more than a snake. When God says you'll go on your belly and you'll eat dust, it's not a kind of one of those just so stories. Where did the where did the serpent come from? Now, behind the serpent is the great enemy of the human race, Satan, the adversary. The fact that he will eat dust is a prediction that he will be totally defeated, utterly humiliated. 
And how will that happen? The answer comes in the next verse, verse 15. God will send an offspring. He will send a seed of the woman. And through the seed of the woman, this defeat of the devil will be accomplished. It, it's a pronunciation, isn't it, of judgment. And yet it's punishment laced with grace. It's interwoven with hope. It's shot through with salvation. For us today, this is good news. He says three things about this, uh, this deliverer. He will be the seed of the woman. In other words, he will come from the human race. He won't be a, uh, a, an angel of any sort. He will be human, born as a man. Paul writes later in Galatians 4.4, when the time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman. To redeem men and women, he has to be born of men and women. To save us, he has to be one of us. What does it mean to be human? We have flesh and blood. We're tempted. We suffer. We die. And Jesus went through all those things. He was flesh and blood. He knew temptation. He knew suffering. He knew death itself. He is bone of our bone and flesh of our flesh. The miracle of Christmas is that the seed of the woman has finally come. The second thing that, that God says there is that this seed of the woman will crush Satan's head. Jesus is called many things in the Old Testament, the Messiah, the son of David, the suffering servant. Here he is as the serpent crusher. Satan, the great enemy of the human race, will be defeated. What does he do today? Well, he does lots of things today. He blinds people. He seduces them and opposes them and oppresses them. He was a murderer and a liar from the beginning. He's still a murderer and a liar, but his time is limited. In his life, Jesus bound the strong man. In his death, he disarmed uh, Satan. In his resurrection, up from the grave, he arose with a mighty triumph or his foes. The, the, the doom of Satan was pronounced by Christ and one day it will finally be executed. At the end of time, he will be cast into the pit and he will never have any influence on human beings again. Satan has been crushed and the, and the uh, serpent crusher has come. But there's one third thing that it says in this text. Yes, he'll be born of a woman. Yes, he will crush Satan. But in doing so, his heel will be bruised. He will experience pain. For the first time, we're reminded that there will be a cost for salvation. Our champion will bear scars. From his birth to his death, he's under attack. As a little boy, his parents have to flee because there's an attempt on his life. As a young man, he's attacked constantly and he's taken out to die on a cross. Why? As the Bible unfolds, we're told over and again, it's because without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. If the symbol of our exile is the cherubim with the sword, what happens when Jesus dies? The curtain in which the, the symbol of the cherubim is, is sewn is torn from top to bottom. This is the great theme of Christmas, and it begins there in man's darkest moment. December is the darkest month. And perhaps we feel at the moment we live in a dark world, a world where hope is, is in short supply. But the wonderful thing is that this passage speaks of hope. One day there will be a, a post-COVID world. Uh, there will be a post-COVID Christmas. But one day there will be a post-sin 
and fallen world. There will be a new creation. There will be paradise restored. Oh, loving wisdom of our God, when all was sin and shame, a second Adam to the fight and to the rescue came. Praise his name. Edry's going to lead us in prayer now. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for your word, particularly this verse, predicting Satan's defeat and our final hope of redemption. Thank you for planning this all these years ago. Truly, you're an amazing God. We want to thank you at the beginning of Advent for the fact that you had planned to send your son to die for us. Christ was willing to leave all the glories of heaven that we can't even begin to imagine and enter this world, confining himself to the laws of time and nature, to be born as a baby, to grow up sinless, then to die an agonizing death, to rise again, or to save us. What a great saviour. Help us to carry your light in our lives as we contemplate the light of the world this Christmas. We thank you that we have this amazing hope. We pray for those who feel as though they are in darkness. Please bring them your hope and light at this Christmas time. In your name we ask. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening today. Please tune in tomorrow and keep looking to Jesus. <laughs>